Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the 2005 horror action thriller The Descent. This is written and directed by Neil Marshall. Starring Shauna McDonald and Natalie Mendoza, among many other women. Those are the two main characters, I would say, of the film. And this film, a cave expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. <coughs> Uh, this is a movie I watched a while back. Uh, I mean, this came out in 2005. I probably watched it not that long after that. And, uh, you know, haven't seen the sequel to this, Descendant 2. So I felt it would be nice to go back and revisit this movie, uh, as well as uh, see the follow-up. See how they followed up this first film. Uh, as we are still in October, the month of horror continues on the Ray Taylor Show, and uh, my reviews of horror films, old, new, classic, and everything in between, I felt this would be a great, after finishing the Ari Aster films, this would be a great one-two punch to finish out the October, the month of October. So, uh, yeah, wanted to rewatch this one and then excited to watch for the first time next Wednesday, The Descent 2. This movie is still great. Uh, it's scary. It's stressful. It has some great action in it, some great performances as well from the main, the lead actress. Uh, and very simple story, but there are, uh, you know, simple story, but the story that is in this, the backstories of things make uh, make it even more interesting. A great action adventure horror film, as it were. Uh, so, if, you know, if that's what you're looking for. This is what like I was surprising. I was surprised how much action there was actually. Um, and I remember this being a, a good movie. I didn't really remember all the specifics of this movie, but yeah, it it, it holds up for sure. And I'm excited to see how they're able to follow it up in the sequel. Uh, it's also interesting, not something I'm used to seeing, and maybe it's just my own ignorance, uh, but it's rare, in my opinion, to see horror movies with British actors with British accents. Uh, although I think in this movie, not only were they British, but I think there were there were multiple accents. There were regular old American, and then there was possibly Australian in there, a nice mix of accents. Uh, but an all-female cast, aside from the very beginning of this film, uh, where there is one dude, and who knows the sex or or, or preference uh, of the how the monsters identify in this movie. But uh, great to see like a an action adventure horror film that's an all-female cast. I think it adds 
and adds a level to it. And uh, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, you know, they're all into extreme challenges. The movie opens with a, a group of women doing the like white water rafting. And in this, the, the majority of this film, it's a larger group of women going uh, spelunking. Uh, but uh, some more cautious than others, you know, as the dynamics would be in anything. Uh, the backstory of this movie kind of opens uh, and adds layers and setting th different dynamics up between two of the main characters, which I found uh, very interesting. Like one of these characters is very complex and very tragic in some ways, which I will get to that. But uh, it is like kind of interesting how tragic one of these characters are. Uh, and the horror in this comes from like multiple sources, right? You have, because this is a movie where people are exploring caves, uh, it, it can be very claustrophobic as people are crawling through these small spaces. Uh, you have the fear of just climbing over massive deep craters where the potential for falling in is quite scary you have the fear of the equipment falling as they're climbing you have the fear of these caves being dark so aside from when they can have light from their flare or just whatever their headlamps are showing there's a lot of dark empty unknown that is constantly surrounding them right it's, it's uh, another where threats could be hiding in the shadows and then, of course, on top of all of that, you have these creatures that exist in the cave, which ultimately become one of the biggest threats. But then also you have the situation where characters don't trust other people that are in their group. So on top of everything else, the, the, just the, the fears of climbing and, and crawling through caves, the fears of the dark and what's not seen, the creatures that live in the dark, but then also to not trust that the people you are with have your best interests in hand or your safety in mind is also compounds. Uh, so the way this movie combines all of those elements plus having some great action, some badass fight scenes, I, I thought was a, a great mixture. And great performance from the final girl. Right. Going from like uh, somebody that's it's catatonic from just a trauma that happened to becoming like this badass warrior almost to then absolutely terrified and running for her life. Right. It's uh, it it really grounds this character in in a great way. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it as well but i do want to talk about spoilers obviously this movie came out in 2005 i'd highly recommend it about a bunch of girls that go hiking in a cave and bad things start happening uh, but i do want to talk about specifics uh so from here on out spoilers so the backstory of some of these women was kind of an interesting way to start showing obviously showing them when this movie opens their white water rafting you know showing that they're they're very active uh thrill seekers 
Uh, also mildly hints at one of the characters not necessarily being the greatest person. You know, you have these three women rafting while the husband and the kid watch. And then the tragedy happens where the woman, one of the women, Sarah, driving with her husband and daughter, get in a car accident, resulting in the death of a brutal death of her husband. And I assume the daughter it, it for sure the husband got impaled by those poles, but I, I there were no mentions of the kid. And I just I assume that's uh, it took out both of them, which is all tragic regardless uh like kind of a brutal scene which makes you understand why she would be kind of traumatized leading into this next adventure um something that could have been easily removed from the movie and just focused on this group of women and could have explained her trauma in a conversation by two people uh but instead showing it which i do appreciate that then it picks up so you have this initial try and after the tragedy like she's in the hospital she wakes up in the hospital and like the one friend juno doesn't seem to be as sympathetic in the hospital for some reason we find out later a year later where these women are getting together with other women. It's a bigger group of people going out to do another adventure. Uh, we find out that she, Juno, didn't stick around that long after the accident. She apologizes for that. So it's like we're getting a little bit of this Juno character maybe not being, you know, not like a horrible person necessarily, She's just not as empathetic. She's not, maybe not the best friend. Um, but uh, one year later, they get together. They're going to the Appalachian Mountains, right? A big group of girls this time. I think it's like six six women this time. Uh, we don't really get to know the women that well. There's like a quick scene of them the night before, hanging out, drinking. You know, you get the vibe that there's maybe a relationship between two of them. Uh, but maybe not and uh, but we don't really get to know them very much not that that matters because obviously in horror movies nobody really survives but it does make it difficult when we when the shit does hit the fan in the caves it's really hard to know who is who uh and until it gets down to like the last few people um i was like is who is that which one is that one is that the like, is that the traumatized one? Is that the the other one? Or is this other people? So it gets kind of confusing in there, uh, which is the only minor thing I could complain about. Let's take a quick break from the show. Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with the Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus. For just $5 a month, you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying the Ray Taylor Show, a full week, completely ad-free, in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archives, be the first to lay eyes on new releases from the many faces, and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog, 
boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes. Personal insights through my own personal blog, creative writings to spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. But you have Sarah before they go uh, spelunking or whatever. The She has a nightmare the night before where she's like looking in her nightmare. She's looking out the window of the cabin that they're staying in. And while staring at the window, uh, she gets impaled. There's like a jump scare where poles come flying through the window. So clearly still traumatized by this accident that happened a year ago. And Juno says she's never gotten lost before. Like you're seeing the ego of Juno as well. She's never gotten lost. And when they arrive to at this, this location to go in the cave, you see her leave the trail guide in the car. Which Juno, the character, is kind of strange. White, not very empathetic in the hospital scene after Sarah's family dies. She, she's kind of cocky technically putting them at risk not only bringing not bringing the guidebook but it wouldn't have mattered if she brought the guidebook anyway because she didn't even take them to the location that they were supposed to be exploring which they told there was a they put a flight plan as they call it where they told the authorities we're going to go exploring this cave so if something happens this is where you send the rescue unit well, if they don't show up, that's not even the cave they were going to anyway. So on top of her not bringing the guide, regardless, she also didn't even bring them to the right place. So even if they do get lost, the authorities aren't going to know where to find them. So she like, like this, this, the ego of Juno and her desire to like explore and, but that as well, putting her friends at risk not the greatest person right just it's and it's kind of interesting seeing that kind of ego in a female character because you see that all the time in male characters where it's just like the egotistical guy doing the stupid things because he wants to show off it, it's it, it's interesting seeing that those characteristics in a, in a female character and the way this actress portrays it and the other aspects of this character make it even it just makes it a, a really interesting character like one that's at one point the you know antagonist but also at times sympathetic like there are there are aspects where she seems to mean well but clearly doesn't care that she's putting her friends at risk And there's before they get into the cave, there's small signs that things aren't going to go well. Like there's this massive deer that's deer carcass that's just killed on the outside. And like, I don't know if it's skinned or it's just all bloody. Uh, when they do get in the cave, they're bombarded by bats. 
Uh, so another jump scare. So these little elements as they're getting into the cave. And then once they get in the cave, you're starting to get the claustrophobic aspect of this movie. This tight squeeze uh, where like they're like barely getting through this one little passageway. And then, of course, rocks start shifting and cl closes off the passage. Right. Just very claustrophobic in those scenes. And then they find out that not only did she not bring the guidebook, but it doesn't matter. It's not the same cave anyway, right? Wanting to avoid tourist traps, which that makes sense, right? She wants to explore with her friends. She doesn't want to go to some tourist thing where they're waiting in line and there's rope guides. Like, she wants to be more authentic, kind of uh, more authentic exploration, right? They want to go off the beaten path. She wants to discover a new cave that she can name after her friend Sarah. But basically making them screwed because them not if they don't get out, then nobody's coming for them. Right. Which some of her Juno's intentions seem sincere. Right. Like I could see how she gets. She's not like trying to sabotage her and her friends. But at the same time, putting them all at risk. Just a, a very interesting character all around, I would say. Uh, they, they arrive at like a cave painting that shows a representation of a second entrance. So that gives them hope that they will be able to find another way out. Uh, there's a scene where one of them thinks they see daylight and just starts running down a corridor, but it ended up being phosphorus in the rocks or whatever that makes it look like that. And she ends up falling down this this hole and getting a compound fracture. So already, like slowly, things are starting to happen. One of them's already gravely injured, which is going to make it harder to for everybody to get out because they have to help this person that just broke their leg in half. And then, you know, one of the characters thinks that she sees something. There's this whole thing before where ta they're ta one of them is talking about all of the kind of psychological things that can happen being in a cave, hallucinating, seeing things, hearing things, all those kinds of things. You know, just because it's so dark and uh just so much unknown right it's what you can see or what you think you see and then things start to ramp up really right there's start like this inkling of like w is there a creature in there with them and then pretty fast they get into a space where it's just full of animal bones and they all see the creatures now like for a moment they think sarah's going crazy but pretty soon they all realize that, no, they are in a bad place. And chaos just starts, right? One of them gets bit, right? I instantly killed. They all kind of split up, go in different directions, just trying to get away from the monsters. And, of course, as they're just running, they slip. Lots of, a lot of them slip and fall, right, as they're trying to run out. And it's really hard in these moments to tell who is who, right? And then you have this moment where they start to fight back. Juno kills one of the monsters. She has one of these like these like hiking cl ice climbing pick type of deals, right? She kills one of them with it and then she hears one coming up from behind her, swings around, 
and instead kills a, one of her friends, one of the other women in their group. And it's like insult to injury in some ways. This Juno character, like now she has accidentally killed somebody for real, not just putting them at risk. And it's like accidental. She didn't mean to kill this woman that's part of the friend group. She thought it was a monster coming up from behind her and in reacting stabs this pick through her neck. And then like this is where she be is kind of sympathetic, right? That's an accident, horrible, tragic thing that happened. What are you going to do? It's like she it wasn't it's it, there was an intention there. She didn't intentionally kill this person. And because of the wound, she thinks it's fatal anyway. They're being attacked by monsters. I, I, she feels like I just killed this other woman. These people don't like me already. And she kind of just walks away. Now, later on, we realize that maybe she should have stayed and maybe she could have helped, possibly. Realistically, no. She, like, none of them really end out, make it out of there, obviously, except for, like, you know, because it's Final Girl. So slightly sympathetic, right? And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking as this woman dies. She grabs the necklace off of Juno. So later on she can, you know, identify. It's just, it's it, like it's accidental, un unintentional. And it later played like she did it on purpose. So in some ways, like this Juno characters, it's tragic. It is. It's. It's sad. I mean, it's not that it's not all justified, but it's like the th the way she is now being perceived is that she. I, I would imagine a lot of them think that she d just does not care about their livelihood at all. Right when in in fact maybe she was really trying to do something special for her friends and misguided this was the special thing and it was the wrong decision but her heart was in the right place right that could be a potential if you believe her trying to do something special when instead she accidentally leads them into the lion's den this monster's den and then trying to kill monsters and accidentally collateral damage And the fact that she doesn't try to save the other person kind of makes sense. You know, like, what is she going to do? She's bleeding out of, she's stabbed in her neck. She's like, how, she assumes it's fatal. I assume it's fatal. Watching this. I'm like, that woman's dead. Let's take a short break from this episode. Hey, loyal listeners of the Ray Taylor Show. You know, it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content I passionately create for you. But what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in the crowd to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can now carry a piece of the Ray Taylor show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply want to show off your love for the show, our merchandise has got you covered. 
ready to rock our gear, head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show. Be the vibe. Now let's get back to the show. But then you have Sarah finds that one girl who was stabbed by Juno, who's still not dead, and is telling Sarah to watch out Juno did this to me. Not like this was an accident. She left me for dead, yeah, but it wasn't. It's like, I don't know. It, there's like some some uh, just miscommunication. Things are like there's, there's uh, perceptions and, and, and things are, are, you know, I don't know. So she warns her not to trust her. Right? Asks her to put her out of her misery, which is a brutal scene. Brutal scene. Where Sarah just gets this giant rock rock to bash this woman's head in to put her out of her misery. Just so, like, traumatic. Like, to be Sarah having to do that to a friend? Put them out of their misery in that way? Not, like... Choke them so they pass out and then just drift off, bash their skull, and that's that's brutal. That's brutal. And if it's cool, the creatures are cool, they can't see, they use sound like bats, so they make this clicking sound. It's a great idea, cool creature design. I really like that. They almost kind of have a vampire quality to them. Um kind of. But also seeing Sarah and Juno kind of become cold-blooded killers fighting these creatures is great. Some badass action moments, some badass fight scenes, right? You have Juno and Sarah meet up, and of course, Sarah's on guard about Juno. And there's a scene where they fight off a bunch of creatures together. But again, it's it's hard to tell because it's dark, shaky camera, kind of hard to tell who's doing what at times but still a great action scene and there's i think it was sarah smashing the head of uh one of the monsters against the rocks uh juno impaling her her pick into the top of one of their heads right after shoving a flare in its mouth and i think it's sarah biting the throats of one of them like just they're just going they're doing it they're sinking to the level of these monsters to survive biting the throat off right shoving her thumbs in the eyes and then you have sarah stabbing juno in the leg like they she lets juno know that hey i found the other girl and she was still alive by the way she's not now i i finished the job for you but I don't trust you. And then she puts a, a pick through Juno's leg, which is like better than, and she leaves her to die there as Juno did to the other girl. So I guess it's kind of eye for an eye type of thing. She didn't just flat out kill Juno, which I guess is, is good. Gave her the same fate as Juno gave this other woman, but we never technically see her die. She's stabbed. She's left in the cave as Sarah leaves 
You see Juno take the pick out, but we never see her die. And Sarah finally, the when she finally sees the light, this is a pretty beautiful shot of her like kind of crawling up these rocks to get to this light at the the edge of the cave, uh, and she crawls out like a, a zombie waking up. And then the run to the car, and the drive out of that area, is like perfect. It it feels like somebody that wants nothing more than to get away from that put space between her and those monsters as fast as possible just driving like crazy and there's even one more jump scare like after she drives for a while she pulls off the side of the road she's got a puke she's like what just happened i just survived this crazy thing and right when she pulls off the side of the road this like semi truck or whatever drives by one one last little jump scare and it would have been horrible if like she opened the door and got hit by the truck or something like that it would have been bad that would have been like the parody version of of this movie but yeah crazy movie sarah went through a lot in this right beginning of the movie husband daughter impaled by poles right on vacation driving back to the hotel get in an accident poles come flying through their car windshield Husband, daughter, dead. One of your friends, not as sympathetic as you would have liked. Right? So a friend already suspect takes her to this other adventure the next year with more people. And gets to the situation, right? She's traumatized gets to the situation where now she has to become this savage warrior to survive killing these monsters just become this vicious stone cold assassin by the end of it until she finally gets out and it's just like frantic terrified as she gets out as fast as possible like the roller coaster ride for sarah is intense juno very interesting and tragic character right i don't know if she necessarily deserved everything she got but also seemed like she had, I mean, there are moments that seemed like she had good intentions, but a very complicated character in general. Right? I loved all the elements in this. They work great together. The character dynamics, the tension of the climbing and being in these tark, tight, dark spaces, the monsters, all come together nice in this movie. A terrifying, fun ride. And it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next film really interested to see what they do in the next film and uh which i will be reviewing next wednesday so if you want to hear my thoughts on that i'm excited to see it. i haven't seen it i hope it's good i hope it's good sometimes horror sequels they only made two of them i don't know how you can make more than just two it's surprising they made a sequel but uh i'm excited to to watch it and review it next wednesday but I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on The Descent. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder, where everything is available in video formats. But until next time, enjoy the show.
Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.